Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. Last week, if you were with me, you know that I talked about sound quality and why sound quality is so important. I gave the reasons why you have to have good sound quality on your podcast and then also gave you 10 hacks on how to get good sound quality. And during that episode, I talked a little bit about equipment, but I wanted to spend this week's episode talking through all of my current recommended gear and software list. So let's start with gear. First of all, you've got to have a microphone to be able to record, and you don't want to make it hard on yourself. You don't want to have a microphone that doesn't work in some rooms, doesn't sound good in some rooms. So I always recommend the Audio-Technica ATR2100X. I'm going to have links to all these pieces of equipment and software in the show notes, so just be waiting for that. The ATR2100X is a dynamic microphone, which basically means it's going to sound good with most voices. It's going to work in most rooms. It's going to make your voice sound warmer. And the reason I like the ATR2100X is it's a USB microphone, so it's plug and play into most computers. You just plug it in and it connects and it's working. It's what I'm recording on right now, actually. Um, And then it also has an XLR input, so you can use it with traditional mixing consoles and audio interfaces and things like that. So the Audio-Technica ATR2100X is the one you need to go with. It's about $75 to $99, depending upon where you're buying it, when you're buying it, whether there's a shortage, whether there's supply chain issues. Um, I actually saw a funny meme the other day of someone running in late to a meeting, and their excuse was, sorry, supply chain issues. Uh, I thought that was funny. So... Um, get the ATR2100X. You won't need any other microphone ever. You don't need to spend more than that. Uh, you don't need to spend thousands of dollars on gear anymore. The next thing you're going to need and what I recommend, and of course, I'm not using it right now because I like to record on video, um, is the is a pop filter. And if you go on uh, Amazon at any time, you'll see the Neewer, some sort of pop filter. A pop filter, let's see, do I have one? hanging around right now. No, I don't. Um, It's that lollipop looking thing with pantyhose on it. It's not a windscreen. It's not that mic condom thing that goes over. It's the pop filter. And if you remember from the last episode, I mentioned that the pop filter is the thing that stops P's and B's from creating big pops. You can also do a little bit of minimizing that by um, having your microphone off access like I have now where I'm speaking across the microphone. You also need a really good microphone stand. Now, I hate those boom stands that like pull in and out and clip to your desk. They're noisy. They don't hold the microphone up well. So I recommend the Gator, um, actually kick drum, bass drum mic stand. It's it's used for miking bass drums that sits on the floor. So it's actually the perfect height to sit on your desk and bring the microphone right to your face. It's sturdy, uh, it's it's robust, it's not gonna fall, it, it locks down easily, and it's got a nice weighted base so that it won't move. So those are the essentials that you need because really you can just plug right into your laptop with the, that microphone and have the stand and the pop filter and you're gonna be able to record good episodes with great quality sound in most rooms. Now if you're gonna go out or you're gonna be recording more people, things like that, you might need interfaces, you might need um, mixing consoles and things like that. So there's a couple of pieces of equipment that I recommend. The first is a portable recorder. And I really love the Zoom uh, line of portable recorders, the H line, particularly the H4 and H6. Now, this is a different company from Zoom conferencing, video conferencing software. Zoom 
uh, H4, H6. These are portable recorders. They're relatively small. They're like the size of a, a really thick iPhone 13 Plus or Pro or whatever the huge ones are. I don't have one. I have a mini. Um, but they're really good. They work really great. They have uh, an interface built in. They have multiple XLR inputs, so you could get multiple ATRs and plug them in to this and use them anywhere. Um, they've got nice on-screen uh, level setting and things like that. So it's wonderful. Works with a SD card. You can take it anywhere. You can record in Wave. You can record in MP3. The Zoom H4 or H6 portable recorders are great for people to have now if you need extra things you need a mixing console you need an interface um, you want to maybe be able to play sound effects and stuff like that the roadcaster pro by road microphones is a great little tool to have and now it's a little more expensive i see it 500 600 but what it has is it has four high quality mic channels that can power condenser mics you can plug in dynamic microphones things like that um, it's got automatic level setting, all that sort of stuff. And it uses a micro SD card as well. You can um, program up to eight sound effects on pads that allow you to trigger them right away. Uh, you can interview remotely by connecting your phone via Bluetooth or anything like that. You can do mix minus settings for all the old school podcasters out there that need to do mix minus settings. Um, and it connects to your computer directly via USB. So you can record multiple microphones using it as a USB interface. So that, again, is the Rodecaster Pro by Rode Microphones. Now, let's talk about software. You need software for recording and editing. Uh, I use Pro Tools. I prefer Pro Tools because I've been using it for so long. But if you're starting out today, if you've never used a digital audio workstation software, this is where you can record into it, you can edit, you can mix, you can master in these pieces of software. I recommend Descript. Okay, Descript is a new, well, new, a couple years now, uh, app where you can record into it, and as you record, it will transcribe. You can edit from the transcription, meaning you can delete words and it deletes the audio. You can add fades, you can mix in it, you can use plugins, things like that. Okay, so it's a really great tool. It's really stripped down. They have lots of great tutorials, and so I like it a lot. I also still use Audacity, which is a free DAW that's out there. I use their noise reduction tool on a lot of things because it's really effective. Um, so check out Audacity if you don't have anything yet as well and you and you don't want to spend any money up front. Pro Tools and Descript use uh, subscription pricing. So you pay, like for Descript, I think I pay $30 a month to get all of the pro creator level tools that Descript has. So let's talk about interviews. Uh, really, with interviews now, I, I give people two options to record remote interviews. Either use Zoom, Zoom Pro. It's $15 a month. It's really easy. Everybody now knows how to use it after the pandemic. So it's really easy, really easy ask for your guests. Or there's another service out there called Riverside.fm. Riverside is similar to Zoom. Uh, it's it's a virtual recording type thing where it uses your browser and it actually will record your guests' audio locally through their browser. So depending upon what microphone they're using, what the benefit of Riverside is, is that you're going to get full resolution audio recorded. It's going to sound really good, even if it's earbuds. It's not going to have the compression or... Um, the, the zoom sound, that sound of the, the slightly lower quality audio. I can't think of the word I want to use right now. But check out Riverside because it does cost exactly the same as Zoom Pro. 
and it will really help you out. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is hard drives, external hard drives, the piece of equipment that you need. And, and I know this may sound like a boring topic, but it's actually one of the most important topics for you to think about when you're podcasting. When you're starting a podcast, it's very easy to lose episodes, okay? It's very easy for hard drives to fail and for you to lose what's important. So you may, like six months after you release an episode, you want to go back and you want to replay an episode or grab a clip from an episode, and you go back and you find out it's no longer there, okay? Or your hard drive has failed that you had it on. So I want to talk about the best practices to try and prevent that situation. I've been doing this audio engineering recording thing professionally now for over 15 years. And in my 15 years, okay, 15 years, I've had two or three hard drives fail. So not often, but two or three hard drives failing is a big deal when you lose all of that stuff or you lose days of work or weeks of work or years of work. So I've been there. I know what it feels like to hear those noises, uh, you know, the hard drive making noises or try to open up a hard drive that you haven't used in a year or two to retrieve something and it's just not working. So here are the things you need to think about. First off, if you're recording your show to the internal hard drive on your computer, you need to stop that right now, okay? The first thing you need to do is go out and get an external hard drive. Here's the reason why. Most internal hard drives in your computer, in your laptop, in your desktop, whatever, or your mobile device, they are already busy. Okay, they are overworked. They have they have the operating system on them. They are running the operating system for the entire computer or the entire device from that hard drive. And then trying to record audio or video at the same time, these are very resource-heavy tasks that a computer does. It's just asking for disaster. You're asking for errors. You're asking for the hard drive to crash. You're asking for um, delays, latency, things like that. You're you're asking for that computer to crash and stop recording in the middle of an amazing interview that you're doing with some famous person, okay? So if you're recording to your internal hard drive right now, stop, go out, get an external hard drive now and start recording to that, okay? And you'll be in a good situation. Then what you need to do, if you want to be really careful, and this is what we do, got to get another external hard drive and periodically clone the main external hard drive that you're using to record, Okay, uh, there's a service that I use that I create my clones with. It's called Super Duper. I think it's like thirty dollars. Um, but if you look it up, and I'll try to have the link to it in the, the show notes as well. I generally clone my hard drives once a week or once every few days, just to make sure that I have a local copy of a hard drive uh, that I'm using right now for me. Because you know I run a business where I have thirty clients whose shows we're responsible for, and I need to make sure I have them at any time. Um, I also do some other things. I don't do this as much anymore, but I have a backup or used to that I would do a clone once a week and I would take it and store it off site, like at a bank in a safety deposit box, just to make sure that at any one time I wouldn't lose more than a week's worth of work. Let's say there's a, a, a like I have a client this week who had a pipe burst and it destroyed a lot of equipment in his office. Um, so something like that were to happen, I don't want to lose more than a week's worth of work. So I do go a step further, though, and I have a cloud backup. Um, it's a very easy thing to do as well, and, and I want you to think about it. You don't necessarily need to think about having a backup drive in a safety deposit box. You can have a cloud backup. There are services out there that will actually back up your local hard drives, your internal hard drive, or any external hard drives that you have connected to your computer, and they'll back it up to the cloud. The service that I use is called Backblaze. 
It's very affordable. Um, it automatically runs in the background while you're working, constantly backing up anything you've worked on. I highly recommend it. Um, I'll have the link in the show notes so you can check them out too. So now if all else fails and you continue to record on your internal hard drive and things crash and you lose everything, at least as a podcast, you have one solution okay, to, to get episodes that you may have lost back, and that's your hosting platform. Okay, the uh, platform that I prefer is Libsyn. You've heard me talk about it before. Now, Libsyn is always going to have that master file that you published to your RSS feed available. You can always download that. So if you want to go back three years and pull up an episode to share with your audience that you no longer have locally or you lost the file or you deleted the file a long time ago, you can always go to your hosting platform, pull down the master file and work from that. However, you have to remember that that was a finished file. So if you have music baked in, fading in or fading out over someone talking, you wouldn't be able to strip out that music from the talking. And that's why it's good to have the backups. That's why it's good to have the external hard drives and the clones and the cloud backups. So that's my gear wrap wrap up, roundup, whatever you want to call it. We talked about microphones. We talked about mic stands and pop filters. We talked about the software to record. We talked about uh, portable recording devices. We talked about interfaces. And we talked about hard drives and and backing up and the things you need to think about there. Um, I hope this will save yourself some heartache in the coming months or some time going down rabbit holes if you're thinking about equipment. So I will put links to all of this equipment in the show notes so that you can check it out. And again, like if you ever have any questions, you can um, send me a question by voicemail at uh, speakpipe.com slash podcast strategies. You can email me at dannyosmond at emeraldcitypro.com. And a lot of the things I talked about today are also in my podcast roadmap. So go to dannyosmond.com slash roadmap to download that. And if you, you know, if you liked this episode, if this really helped you, if this simplified some of the the mysteries of what what the heck do I need when I start podcasting, I would love it if you would share this episode with somebody. I would also love it if you would rate and review the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere that you listen. That's really helpful to let other people know why this podcast is valuable to you. And it gives them a a great um, way to think about whether they should listen to it or not. So thanks again for joining me today. And I will see you next week.